0: Welcome back or welcome to the Yoga Off the Map podcast with Amber Hagberg. This is episode number 23. I'm so grateful that you're here. And if you're finding value and inspiration from this episode, I would love for you to share it with your community and allow the message of yoga to be spread far and wide. Tag me on Instagram or Facebook at Amber Hagberg. And if you feel really inspired, head over to Apple iTunes Reviews. Leave me, you know, that five-star review. It helps this message get seen and heard by more people. Today is such a near and dear episode to my heart because I feel like it's my purpose and mission on this planet And that is, what is yoga? Oftentimes, I hear my clients and students say, Amber, you're really changing the way that I viewed yoga. I thought yoga was exercise. And when I hear that, I literally get bubbly inside. Because it's just that yoga is so much more than an exercise. Yoga is a way that we live our lives, and when I think about what is yoga, it's constantly changing, just as we are. What yoga was to me back in 2008 was a healing mechanism, a place that I could go and show up. It was a place that I could sweat and I could get strong. And through time, what yoga is to me has changed. Now yoga is who I am. It's how I show up in the world. It's my existence. And I love this question in yoga teacher trainings and retreats and in my group coaching program, like what is yoga to you? Because yoga is constantly changing. And in the like The definition of it is union, uniting, or yoking. And I feel like we can unite and yoke our meaning of yoga as we would like to express what it means to us. Because, right, like our world is just what we see. It's not actually the way the world is. It's the way our mind perceives the world to be. In the yoga sutras of Patanjali, he suggests that there are eight limbs of yoga. And in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through those eight different steps or layers. And something that I want you to know is that this isn't an escalator. This isn't a stair, but rather it's uniting all the branches of a tree into one and that is yoga so let's begin number one the yamas the yamas are our relationship to the external world what we see and do outside of ourselves ahimsa is the first of the five yamas this is kindness and compassion But first, before we can be kind and compassionate to the world outside of us, we have to consider how do we talk to ourselves? How do we treat ourselves? How do we think about ourselves? So that we can mirror back to others kindness and compassion when we can cultivate that practice towards ourselves. Number two is satya. Number two of the yamas is satya. This is truthfulness. Again, we have to learn how to be truthful to ourselves, say what we need to say so that we can be truthful to the external world around us. And there's this there's this balance, there's this dance. Like you want to be honest with others, but your honesty doesn't always mean sharing your opinion. And to give you just a little example, like if your best friend comes over and is like, look at this dress I just got, it is ravishing. And you're like, that is the most terrible uh, dress I've ever seen. You're not going to say that because you're going to refer back to Yama number one, Ahimsa, which is kindness. Kindness. But if you're in a relationship and you're not feeling like you want to be in this relationship anymore, kindness would be being truthful, even though it's going to hurt. So speak your truth, but keep your opinions to yourself. Asteya. Asteya is number three of the Yamas non stealing. Don't steal time. Don't steal other people's shine. Don't steal other people's things. If you say you're gonna be somewhere, be there on time. If someone's sharing how amazing they are and what they've achieved, let them shine, don't share yours. And if it's theirs, let them keep it. Don't don't underneath the table take what's not yours. Ramacharya is moderation. In the yoga sutras, really referring to moderation with sexual energy, sometimes meaning celibacy or not having sex for an extended period of time. But I like to bring this into the modern world of like, how much do you eat? How much do you talk? How much do you exercise? How much are you on your cell phone? Everything in moderation so that you can conserve your precious energy and you don't hit a place of burnout. If you're exhausted, tired, sick, or injured, maybe you've been doing too much. Or maybe you're one that is like seeking external validation through, through sex, intercourse, and really being able to honor where and who you give that sexual energy to. Aparigraha is the fifth and final yama, which is generosity, abundance, Knowing that you have enough, and that doesn't mean having so much. It means that whatever it is that you do have, that's enough. It's also honoring the fact that like your car, your house, your partner, what you have today won't be here always because you came into this world alone, and you leave alone. It's a sense of non-attachment. So the first of the eight limbs is the yamas ahimsa, kindness, satya, truthfulness, asteya, non-stealing, brahmacharya, moderation, aparigraha, generosity, or non-attachment. The second limb is the niyamas. This is your relationship to yourself. Satya is number one, purity, cleanliness, How do you take care of your body? What do you eat? How much do you drink? How much do you move your body to detox and release in your body? What does your car look like? What about your home? This is being clear and clean with your inner outer world so that you have more space in your mind. Number two is santosha, contentment. Finding peace and enoughness in the moment as it is, not like I'll be happy when, life would be better if, it's right now, this moment that exists is more than enough. Number three, tapas, self-discipline. I love this one because I think it really is what keeps the fire going. Self-discipline is like, you know, when you're going to the gym and you're it's hard to get started, but once you get going, you can't stop or you won't go back. That's how I think about our yoga practice, our commitment to ourselves and our relationship. It's like, we have to keep the fire burning because the moment you let the fire go out, you have to start all over again. And the hardest part is, is getting the fire started, getting the logs, the kindling, the heat to connect to all all of the wood to really have the fire but if that fire goes out you have to work a lot harder than kindling it and keeping the fire going Swadhyaya, the fourth niyama is self-study who am i who am i minus all of these labels mom dad sister brother girlfriend boyfriend husband wife waitress weed grower, yoga teacher, life coach. Who am I? Minus all of those labels. And if I'm not my thoughts, if I'm not my body, if I'm not my identities, then who am I continuously studying the self? And who are you at your core? The fifth and final niyama is Vara Pranidhana. Surrender. The ability to Let go and believe in something greater than yourself, God, source, universe, Mama Gaia, Mother Nature. It's the ability to believe in the unseen, that space that we came from, the space that we go to. Surrender. Like when you're thinking about someone and then they text you. How did that happen? Something greater than yourself. So, Yama. The first limb, Niyama, the second limb. The third limb is what we know so well in the Western world today, and this is asana, or the postures. The connection to your mind, body, and spirit, which creates strength, flexibility, balance, and focus. It allows us to build our confidence, to open our minds and our bodies, create inner and outer strength, with more focus because we have to balance the left side and the right side, the inhale with the exhale. It really allows us to connect mind, body, spirit. I like to think of asana as the gateway in to what is so much more, the ocean. It's like the beach is the asana and the ocean is all of its glory. Number four is pranayama. This is mindful breathing or breathing exercises where you learn to control the breath. There are dozens of different breathing pranayama techniques designed to calm and relax the nervous system. There's different breathing exercises to reduce thoughts to reduce stagnation, to increase energy, to increase confidence. Just depending on like where you're going with your practice, the pranayama practice is what's really going to be your vital life force because it's your breath you can't live without your breath and so as we continue to practice breathing techniques and pranayama we increase our ability to be more alive my teacher amy Impoletti, says like pranayama is the dance with the divine that did the dance with Shakti, with energy. And it's like such this beautiful expression when we really start to find this relationship with breath. Number five is Pratyaharya. This is turning inward towards self and withdrawing from your senses. So Pratyaharya is like closing your eyes, plugging your nose, withdrawing from taste, withdrawing from hearing. It's shutting out the external world to really focus all of your energy inside. We get so activated from our senses, what we see, what we smell, what we taste, what we hear, what we touch, that that takes us outside of ourselves, So then when we withdraw from the senses, we go inward. So it's that turning inward towards self. Number six is dharana. This is concentration, where you focus and put your attention on one thing. So when you're meditating and you're focusing on your breath, Your breath is the dharana. If you're you're breathing, but your focus is on the sound of the ocean waves behind you, then your dharana is the ocean. In tantric meditation, we focus on the breath, the inner sensations, as well as the sound and the external sensations. And in that moment, the dharana is in two places. Within breath, feeling, sensation, and outward, sound, what's outside of you. So dharana is wherever you put your focus and attention. Dhyana is meditation. This is a place of observation and reflection. If you've ever been in a deep Shavasana, then in that Shavasana where you lose track of time, you're just solely in the moment, but there is no moment. It's like, wow, that was five minutes. Or you've been in a really long, deep meditation And you're like, wow, that was like 15 minutes. I thought it was like two. This is where you drop out and like time doesn't exist because you're in the meditation. And for so many of us, myself included, it's just a glimpse or a space. Unless you've gone to a 10-day meditation retreat, 30-day meditation retreat, longer intensive meditation retreat, Those those moments of dhyana is just glimpses, seconds. And then the final, the eighth limb, samadhi. Samadhi is pure bliss. It's where everything just is. This is overall fulfillment and inner joy. I like to think about it as sparkles within the body. A sense of tranquility and peace where we've just arrived into that place of isness, I amness. It's the place where the yogis back in India seek to arrive, samadhi, pure bliss. I think of it in the modern world as the joy you see on a child who's just lost playing in the dirt. The dog just pouncing around on the sand. Just pure bliss. This is the eight limbs of yoga. The yamas your relationship to The external world, that which is outside of you. The niyamas, the relationship is to yourself. Asana, the physical postures of doing, connecting breath with body. Mind, body, spirit connection. Pranayama, breathing breath control. Pratyahara. Turning inward, withdrawing from all of senses to go inside deeper. Dharana, your point of focus and concentration. Dhyana is that isness, that moment that just passes and it was actually many more than moments. Samadhi, pure bliss. The moment of isness, where you're just so happy. Right? Yoga is so much more than the asana. It's a journey to get to know ourselves and relate to the external world. It's how we show up. It's the way in which we show up for ourselves in the external world. And if you're like, wow, that is so expansive so much more than I thought yoga was. Would love to chat about my three-month mentorship, Live Your Yoga, where we dive into the eight limbs and really use real life examples of how to bring the yamas and niyamas into our life. We go through different asana, pranayama, dharana and dhyana meditations, breathing exercises and yoga practices. To explore how we can use this tool to reduce stress, build confidence, and deepen the relationship that we have to ourselves. The most powerful relationship that there is, the longest one that we have, is with ourselves. And so you know. Nourish the relationship you have with yourself. Give yourself the gift of you. Take yourself out on a date. Shut your phone off and read a book. Go for a walk barefoot. Do something for yourself. Date yourself. Love yourself. Give back to yourself. In this episode, my invitation for you is to journal what is yoga to you? And what of these eight limbs... Could you see yourself incorporating more into your life? It's not a scare staircase. It's not a, a ladder. Each one serves a purpose at a different time in our life. And so in the show notes, I'll write out for you the different eight limbs and their purpose, their meaning, so that you can look at like, what limb do you want to focus on this week or this month? What could be your underlying theme to bring more yoga into your life as you contemplate, like, today, what is yoga to you? And how do you want to embody the practice of yoga even more? If you're not driving, walking, or somewhere, that would be dangerous to meditate with me now. Begin to prepare your seats for a final meditation. We'll bring this into practice together. Take a seat. Bend your knees. Bring one ankle in front of the other. Stack your shoulders over your hips. Place your hands onto your thighs, palms face down. Lean forward back side to side until you connect to the centered space, place of shoulders over hips. Lift your heart towards your chin and tuck your chin slightly towards your chest to lengthen through the back of your neck. As you draw your awareness to your breathing, Let your dharana be your breath. Breathe in and out of your nose. As you breathe in and out of your nose, Begin to ask yourself this one question. Who am I? Who am I? Am I the one asking the question, who am I? Is that me? Am I the one sitting here right now? Am I this body that is sitting here right now?
1: Am I the thoughts that I'm having? Am I the one that woke up this morning? Am I the one
0: that's listening to this meditation right now? Perhaps you've arrived to who you are. But maybe you're like, I'm not my body. I'm actually not these thoughts. And if I'm not my body, and if I'm not my thoughts,
1: then who am I? The dharana concentration is on the question, who am I? Just continuing to ask the question, who am I? Who am I? As you begin, To come back into the body,
0: feel the fingers and the feet. Notice the breath.
1: Take a couple deep breaths. When you're ready, you can start to
0: open your eyes. Inhale, reach your arms up, look up. Exhale, lower your arms down by your side invitation is to question this week what is yoga to me who am i and as you move through the person doing the dishwasher doing the dishes loading the dishes into the dishwasher driving your car connecting with your partner or friend doing your tasks at work or for your business are you those things Are you the person doing those things? Are those things you? Continue to study yourself this week. Get to know yourself a little bit better by asking the question, who am I? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And again, if you got some gems, some pieces, be sure to screenshot that you're listening to this, tag me on Instagram or Facebook, or even go leave me a five-star review on Apple iTunes so that we together can reach more people. And remember, this relationship you have with yourself is the most important sacred relationship you will ever have nourish it. I will catch you on the next episode. And I want to thank you. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast. It's an honor to know that people are listening and gaining value while generating their own insights. For more actionable tools and practices, head over to my Facebook group www.facebook.com groups slash yoga for inner peace to learn more practices that you can put into your toolbox to reduce stress build confidence and create a community of other women who are like you wanting to better their lives to better their communities thank you again for being here and if you're on social Post a photo of you listening to this and tag me, Amber Hagberg, so we can hang out online and continue growing this relationship. First from the inside and then from the outside. I'll see you on the next episode.